0: Critically Chaotic is a rowdy Dungeons & Dragons podcast that consists of adult themes and humor. Content warnings for this episode can be found in the episode description as well as a link to transcripts. Because of some real-life circumstances, Sayla will be missing for a few sessions, and thus Leaf will be off on a solo adventure for several episodes. Due to real-life obligations, Queen could not make it to the session, and so Mogan will be absent from this episode.
1: Rest, weary traveler, and enjoy. In the last episode, things got intense between certain members of the Vox Anima team. While Carius was fairly successful in clearing the air between him and Valen, Jerome's attempts to communicate with his party swiftly went downhill. The resulting blowout between him and Vey revealed a lot, including the truth of the wooden mass location. With the cracks in the foundation of the team's stability on display and on everybody's minds, our party is left to pick up the pieces.
0: So you all are walking, and it's pretty awkward after everything, and nobody quite knows what to say. Everyone's a mixture of, like, angry or sad or just uncomfortable, and uh, despite all of the vast expressions on all of your faces that very loudly says, don't talk to us, uh, a, uh, a mailman uh, and who is an older gentleman with a curly mustache <laughs> walks on up to this very awkward scene and says, Well, hello there. Is one of you, Leaf? Uh, yes,
2: that's, that's me. Well, hello there, Mr. Leaf. I got some letter for you. Oh, um, thank you. Leaf is, like, clearly not his, not at his, not at 100% right now, but he gently takes the letter. Oh.
0: through rain, slitter, snow, the man will always find ya. Have a good day, now. And he kinda gives you all a tip of his mailman hat and heads off. I didn't know that it would be such an awkward moment that you would get to meet this colorful (laughs) character, but you know? He exists in the world. (laughs) I already love him, it's fine.
3: I love him anyways. Um,
2: and leave quietly uh, he, he like- he quietly and kind of solemnly reads this letter um, and um, hold on, I'm actually reading it right now
4: <laughs> I'd say Snow is just um, kind of carefully watching Leaf's expression to see if this letter is good or bad and praying that it's not bad after everything that has just gone down
1: I <laughs> is doing the same
2: Leaf, uh, closes the letter as soon as he's done, um, and he, and he stiffens, and he's like, Wow, um, I just got an urgent letter from home, and I know this isn't the best time, but I- I- I need to go. Not forever, but I- I- I need to go, and I'll- I don't know when I'll be back, but I just know that I have to go. And then he kind of smiles and and nods quickly to everyone before heading off uh,
0: in a rush. When you're heading off, uh, Petal flies up from the ground and rests on your shoulder as you're heading out.
2: Aww. He he kind of, he glances at at Petal and like, he he pats her head gently with his free hand.
0: <laughs> Leaf is headed out due to a letter that he received from a very goofy mailman who really interrupted the vibe of the scene. And uh, Mogan was so off-kilter and upset that he has stormed off in his own direction, leaving uh, the three of you behind. How long is it until we're meeting um, Valen. At this point, um, it's late afternoon, so you could probably head to the museum slash his house. I forget which one you're meeting him at. Um, and then he might be there like a little early, but not like so early that you're gonna have to wait around for a whole a super long time.
3: Yeah, I'll I'll just go to the uh museum then, because he should still be working. And then I'll just I'll just look around the museum while I'm waiting for him to join
4: yeah snow will also go to the museum but i'm going to mostly just be tailing vey and like thinking i'm not actually taking in a single thing that's in this museum
0: okay and then Carius, what are you up to
1: in that case he's probably gonna go ahead and go back to the mercenaries guild and back to the boys room which is now missing two people and just has a very sad jerome in it
0: uh, alright, so because the the snow and they scene is going to be longer, we will focus in on the two of you back at the, the Mercenary Guild, uh, where Jerome is currently very sadly curled up on the bed with Alice.
1: Uh, hey, Jerome. Um, he kind of gently closes the door. Are you still awake?
5: No, yeah, did not. Uh... Didn't do the sleep thing Just
1: Here Yeah, understandable Um They and Uh Snow have left to the museum And uh Mogan left I'm not sure where he went Um And Leaf seemed to Receive Well, Leaf did receive a but I don't know what it was about. But he had to leave as well, so it's just the two of us tonight, at least until the um, <laughs> girls return home. And kind of awkwardly sits on the other bed.
5: Jerome, hearing about Leaf and uh, Mogan, just kind of curls in on himself a little more, uh, holding Alice a little bit more tightly to his chest. Is that
1: so, huh? Yes. Um. I think mogan was just cooling off, and Leaf's going to be back. He. He will be coming back, like he, he says that almost like he's reassuring himself of that. Um. It was. I think it was a f- personal issue. Um. What was going on with him? Um. J- Jerome um are you well probably not um, but are you okay?
5: Jerome just kind of stops for a moment and then just looks over at Carius well my actions made with the best of intentions, and trying to look out for folks and make peace with the rest of the party, and stuff like that, uh, ended up burning every bridge I had with this party, so, uh, you know, I've been better.
1: Understandable. I didn't say anything... While everything was going down I <sighs> things were a lot um and if I learned anything from how things went down with Valon I realized that I would need time to at least think things over that's why I went to go get some air um I'm not sure you burned every bridge Jerome um I wouldn't say I'm not upset. I am. I'm not a fan of everything that happened, by any means. But I can't say I don't understand your actions, either. At least the way you explain them.
5: Jerome sits up from where he was curled over and properly looks at Carius. Um... You, you mean that? You're not just... Just saying? I, I, you, you seem like a nice fella, but like you're not just saying it to be nice? Like, everyone seemed like pretty fucking mad, and you also seemed... Not great. So, just... If, if you're mad, it's fine. Just, you don't have to hide it. Just be... Just tell me up front, and I'll... <laughs> I'll try my best to fucking address it I you don't have to lie I can take it
1: I'm not lying um I am upset I'm not happy with you um and I'm not really angry per se more there is a part of me that's a little angry but I'm not, I'm not really the party here. they is more. Um, and I, Jerome, let me put it this way. I don't trust anyone here except Leaf. You didn't break my trust because I didn't trust you to begin with. Um, I wasn't really aware we were at that point as a group or we were supposed to be because I'm most certainly not I'm very paranoid myself and I have made mistakes because of that and he kind of like fiddles with his gloves and like touches a tattoo, the tattoo that he has of a constellation as he says this Um, and he says I've made very bad mistakes and I understand doing bad things to protect yourself or even to protect someone else because you don't trust someone I understand I'm not happy about it but I understand, and I think the fact that you told us at all about what you did was pretty good of you. Um, doesn't make up for it, and, and of course, everyone has the right to be angry about it still, but at least I don't think I would have been able to do that in your position.
5: <laughs> well damn I, I don't think I've ever heard you speak that much but uh <laughs> it's 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 good to it's real good to, to hear that sort of thing uh yeah no uh I don't I don't get the the trust thing either the whole I I don't I didn't think anybody trusted me cause I I don't trust any of y'alls no offense nothing personal just business you know um I didn't think the trusting would be an issue cause just, <laughs> why would you trust somebody you just met like that seems like a a, a weird a weird choice to make um <laughs> So like I, I I get you on that front and appreciate your your similar sort of viewpoint on the that being kind of fucking weird. Um. Uh, but thanks, Garius. It it means a lot to know that even if you're upset, which you're allowed to be. Everyone's allowed to be upset as they want. Cause I did some kind of fucked up stuff, but even so you're still willing to hear me out and understand my perspective on stuff. It's a, I didn't expect that after all that. I I didn't, I didn't expect that. And so it means a lot. (laughs) Thanks pal.
1: Carious kind of gives him a smile. He says, of course, um, everything I've seen of you, and um, how you explained things, at least to me it didn't seem like you set out to do something to hurt someone. And while intention only goes so far, um, I do think that's enough for me at least to not want to break this friendship we've started um, because of it. Um, Because I... I do want to... I do like the idea of... this group and these friendships, even if I don't know what to do with them.
5: No, yeah, I'm a, I'm a I'm about on the same page as you at that point, as far as that sort of thing goes. Uh, Honestly, genuinely y'all are just a bunch of swell folks and It can be hard to come across a group of Swell folks into doing the same sort of stuff you are. Uh, so, it's been nice being able to hang around folks and... You know, I was kind of worried that I fucked that up for everybody. Or at the very least for myself. Uh, with the whole, hey, I accidentally, uh, put the party in danger multiple times and, like, you know, did all this random crazy shit. Haha, funny, maybe not... Um, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's good to be. It's good to have a poison in my corner, even if it's just provisionally. I I, I appreciate it, so It's it's. It means. A lot to me Thank you
1: Garish just nods and he says Um Yeah, I I'm not very experienced With friends Um, and I would take a wild Guess and say maybe You aren't Either Um, Oh
5: yeah, what gave that away? I, I. mm (laughs) <laughs> no sir, I am definitely not a uh, high level in uh friendship. I'm definitely close to the level uh maybe 2 at best. Uh
1: <laughs> not not great. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh I have very little doubts this won't continue to crash and burn, but I'm not exactly an optimist. Um and I think th- I do think there's something here with all of us that might be worth seeing through and that includes you Jerome even if you've made a very big mistake
5: Jerome nods uh yeah no I fuck if one of y'all is on board with me sticking around I'll I'm willing to give it a shot and try and fix what I broke apparently I broke a lot more stuff than I meant to or ever wanted to but fuck if I ain't gonna try and fix it if I'm gonna cause problems I'm gonna fix the problems
1: kind of gives him a smile and he says I, I think that's all anyone can really ask for is the the effort to try um, I think I think that's all anyone can ask for
5: I mean maybe it's all anyone can ask for but sometimes it's not enough I just hope it's enough this time
1: carious nods and and says it's i don't know for anyone else i can't speak for anyone else but i do think it's enough for me
5: thanks carious
1: of course um would you like a hug Yeah, Carius moves over to Jerome's bed and just puts an arm around him and pulls him close.
5: Jerome kind of shudders a bit in Carius' hold and doesn't really like look up at Carius' face, but the the sleeves of whatever Carius is wearing are definitely getting a little bit wet.
1: Carius just, like, holds him and doesn't say anything, and just rubs his shoulder as he cries.
0: Alice is also snuggling up with Jerome during all
5: of this. Jerome also holds Alice close to him, and just basks in the acceptance and understanding, even if there's poor feelings around him. He's just so absorbed in the fact that people are willing to give him a chance to unfuck things and understand his perspective. He's just basking in it.
0: Aww. (laughs) That's cute! (laughs) Yeah! Alrighty, now we'll pop back over to Vay and Snow... Y'all have been looking around in the museum, and before uh, Valen approaches, would y'all want to talk about anything, or are you both staying pretty quiet as you're looking through the artifacts?
3: Uh, I feel like we kind of hurt each other's perspectives, and like once in a while, we'll like turn to one another and like look at each other's facial expressions and just be like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah," and then love- like look at something. Like I'll-, I'll point out another artifact and like. It- Talk about it, and then we'll be like, Yeah, I get it.
4: Yeah, <laughs> J- just fully reading each other's minds with no words. To be <laughs> spoken. Gotcha, gotcha. It
0: gets to nearer to the end. Uh, people are told to exit the museum, it's getting uh, shut down, locked up. The guards are starting their patrols. Uh, so you're escorted out to the front steps, and then Valin comes out a bit later, like maybe five minutes later to. Finish locking up, speak with the security guards, and then he spots the two of you and starts heading on over. Uh, How obvious is it on your faces that you two have something on your mind?
4: No, it is obvious both that something is bothering her and that you definitely don't want to ask her about it.
3: I feel like Vey is full on using mask and many faces to show that absolutely nothing is wrong, which is totally conflicting what's going on with Snow and she knows it, but she's just like, "No, it's great. This doesn't concern me. It's not my issue."
0: Let's see how wise Valen is about this disparity. I'm giving him advantage because it's quite obvious from Snow uh, that you should not oh, ask it's- about <laughs> yes. it. Okay, cool. He's wise enough. He kind of like looks at the both of you. You can see like a brief look of concern but then uh, it fades away and he says "Uh, Hi, thank you for for meeting me. I hope that uh, we have a lovely time tonight. Um, I need to stop by my house to drop off some things from the museum and then we can head on over to the Faye Artifacts if that is all right with you two. Snow just nods. He starts to lead the way, feeling more and more awkward about the weird tension in the air. Vae tries to
3: make, like, small talk that she usually does with him. What am I doing with him again? I'm telling him we're just going over the artifacts and I'm telling him more stuff about it. I forget why we're meeting.
0: I feel like it was you two that suggested it. Like, you wanted- I know that, like- in a meta sense, you guys wanted to, or Snow wanted to look at the Faye artifacts to see if anything else, like vibes with her.
3: I specifically wanted his perspective on things. Now I remember, Faye wanted to know what he, if he like discovered anything that I didn't before.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I forgot that.
0: But I And then he it. wanted, and then he, and then he wanted you to look over the. Well, he wanted you to look over the inscriptions, but you don't know Sylvan, which we retconned. So I he can probably read
3: that it's still with my.
0: Um... Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. You can't, you can't speak it conversationally, but yes. your your warlock thing. Okay, yep. So yeah, <laughs> he wanted warlock you thing. to just go over uh, the inscriptions uh, with his notes to make sure that things were uh, translated correctly. So yeah,
3: I'll probably get into a conversation about that. And be like, oh, what exactly were you wanting me to look at, and oh, yeah, I looked at that before and this is what I thought of it, but maybe I can check it again, like shit like that, to make him not as awkward.
0: He is very appreciative and he uh, happily converses with you on the walk back. So you all get to his apartment. He heads on in, he drops some stuff off in his room and grabs a different notebook that he has uh, locked away in his desk. And then he heads on out with you yet again, heading in the direction that they recognizes um, as the way to where the say artifacts are. And he still keeps up kind of a similar conversation. He opens up his journal to hand over to they, which has a series of notes in it. He has a lot of uh, pieces of tape that are marked along the sides so that you can like flip to different parts of the journal and there are some parts that are about Fae history in general, which he, uh, he'll he probably like first ask you if you know anything about Fae history because the uh, the Fae and the native elves were closely tied together. And so he doesn't know if any of that knowledge is passed down through the elven lineage. And then he also has notes on the artifacts in specific uh, uh, that are present in the uh, storage that you will be going to see.
3: Okay. Uh I'll just like flip through it and kinda get the general gist of what he knows. He probably knows more about the artifact since that really isn't Faye's specialty, but um she'll probably double check um between her knowledge and his for the general Faye history and see if there's any uh disparities between them.
0: Uh, roll intelligence for me. Have some guidance. Tien. Yeah, it seems pretty accurate. He, he definitely <laughs> knows a lot of stuff. You you recognize some uh, as like stories you were told growing up um, about like the history of the colonization and whatnot. Um, and then there's a series of other notes that you weren't as aware of um, to do with uh, just daily life of the Fae from what they've uncovered due to artifacts. And then the general information about like where the Fae went during the war and where they settled and... Uh, theories about what ultimately came of them. Stuff like that.
3: Dope. Yeah, she definitely notes that for later that she could, like, talk to him about. But for now, she's just like, yeah, it looks pretty... It looks accurate by what I know so far.
0: Valon definitely looks relieved about that as he takes the notebook back. You all arrive at the storage area, and he goes to speak with the guards that are on duty... He shows them his museum identification. They run through the usual security procedures just to double and triple check everything before they let him on in. And so they open up the uh, large garage door and you step on in. There are a couple guards that are in there on watch and they give you a small greeting. And are they the same
3: ones as before?
0: Uh, they're different ones, different rotations of guards. So you don't recognize the ones that are currently on duty, unfortunately.
3: Not your homies. No, not my homies. (laughs) Damn.
0: Uh, So yeah, now you are in the the storage area for the artifacts.
3: I'll sort of follow his lead on which ones he uh, wanted to look at first. I'll sort of like hold out my hand to like indicate like, where should we start? And then I'll just go by what he wants to look at.
0: And then, Snow, are you doing
4: similar? Uh, no, I'm going to just kind of wander and just be kind of, like, looking at things, trying to get a vibe of things, just, just kind of, like, seeing what's there. Okay. Um,
0: okay, I'll go over with Snow first. So, Snow, you're, you're going through, you're just kind of, like, looking through things, glancing at the inscriptions, glancing at some of the imagery that's being used on the pieces. There's a mixture of a lot of different things. There are a lot of boxes, some of which um, Ve or Ve, Valen, um, like, opens or asks the guards to help open to obtain different artifacts. So you can see more um, that would have been hidden from Vey the first time that she did guard here. And there's a mix, there's mostly jewelry. It seems that a lot of jewelry has survived. Um, There are a few uh, smaller statues, which look like they were probably decorative statues that were kept indoors, or uh, they might have been some kind of ceremonial statues or burial statues of some kind, like tombstones. Um, There is The biggest piece that's in there is what appears to be a large sundial that has a lot of, uh, pictures and, uh, words in Sylvan inscribed on them that help tell the time, uh, and then there are a few, uh, pieces of stone that were carved out from presumably, like, cave or cliff walls that have other inscriptions on them that could be assumed were from, um, fey villages that lived near caves stuff like that and the more that you're going through the more that you're looking at all of this stuff there's an almost like dizziness that is like washing over you uh it's it's a kind of similar feeling to when you had picked up the necklace and had looked at it how there was that like that almost strong familiarity, like something you saw in a dream, or like a really distant memory that like time is like ebbed away. It's like that, but this but it's coming from like everywhere and it's overwhelming and it's like literally dizzying. Like you're feeling almost lightheaded being surrounded by all this stuff.
4: Okay. Um Snow kind of like kneels down beside the sundial and just like almost absent-mindedly reaches out and puts a hand on it for a second and just is kind of like staring in like wonder and also confusion and also a little bit of fear.
0: While, while you're doing that Valen is busy working with Vey and going through some of the different artifacts. And so Vey Valen is kind of like going through boxes and picking up certain items And like holding it out to you, being like, okay, so like, um, can you tell me what uh this inscription says on the back while he's like flipping to the correct journal page to cross-check what you say with what he has written down? Or if he doesn't have an if he doesn't have a translation, he's hurriedly like writing down the things that you say and stuff like that. And while you're being handed an artifact and then taken uh and then it's taken back from you and you're handed another one and it's taken back from you. Uh, they, the the whispers that you often oh, got no. in those nightmares that you had at night, they're, oh, they've, no. they've almost never really popped up during the day, like when you're awake, but <laughs> you kind of start to hear it in the back of your head. It's like, it's like a very quiet
3: buzzing. She probably doesn't show anything uh, outwardly, but... She wants to shake her head, like, you know, when you have, like, a bug buzzing by your ear. She wants to, like, shake her head and do that, but she, like, holds back the desire to do so. Um, throughout our um, Valen showing me around the room and everything, could I try to... I, he might end up at it eventually, but could I try and guide him to the box that had um, that symbol on it? Yeah.
0: You could definitely go do that. Do you go there and you're like, oh, what's in here?
3: Yeah, I'll probably just, like, as soon as, I won't like, walk over there, like, just, like, split off, and but I'll just, like, wait for it to, like, organically, as we're looking through a bunch of different shit, um, I'll just, like, organically wait for it to, like, come around to that area and then, like, as we get close to the thing, I'll be like, oh, and then I'll, like, I'll try and be, like, normally do it. Not trying to be like, oh, what's this box?
0: Yeah, yeah. You're being very casual about it. Uh, so you you kind of like subtly, like continuously to lean in the direction. Um, and Valen consciously or subconsciously, kind of follows your lead and kind of heads in that direction until he gets to that box. Um, and then he's getting that one opened up. And when you peer inside, there's a lot of straw uh, to act as bedding. And so it's almost very similar to the nightmare you had where, like, um, when you looked through the little hole in the side of it, there was, like, nothing but bedding. So you can't quite see what's in there um, at the moment as Valen starts to to dig through it a bit. Am I
3: getting any weird feelings from it as he's digging through,
0: trying to pull it out? Um, The same kind of weird feelings you would get if you had a dream about something in real life and then you saw the thing from the dream later on but nothing like nothing exceptionally new not like a very sudden like new feeling
4: out of curiosity sorry out of curiosity am i getting any additional feelings while this is happening um no it's still kind of the same uh like weird lightheaded
0: dizziness that you've been experiencing even as you're kneeling down next to uh next to the sundial it's it's still just, like, very strong. I mean, if anything, it is getting a bit stronger. Like, the, the longer you're here, like, it's getting uh, slightly more and more dizzy, kind of harder to to focus, necessarily. So Valen digs into the box until he pulls out one of the artifacts that is in there, which is a mirror. Uh, it's a pretty simple mirror that has... Uh, metal edging around it uh, for the frame and it has some runes that are inscribed along the metal and Valen kind of hands it over to Vae and he's looking through his journal and he's talking about how like oh yeah so we found this uh, in the southern end of Ethis and we haven't been able to get a a transcription of it because the runes are pretty faded and it's kind of hard to read there's been some damage blah 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 Uh, and so he's like talking about all of that um but vey when you pick up the mirror from where he hands it to you the whispers suddenly get a lot louder it's like a just a very sudden spike where they're suddenly a lot louder and before when it was the buzzing you couldn't really pick out any words um but now you're picking up like a weird mixture of a lot of different whispers uh, so there's a lot of just overlaid whispers, so you can't pick up on a lot of them. But every so often, specific phrases will pop up, and they'll be very, uh, they'll be very crisp, almost as though there's no background noise at all. And so there's a variety of messages like,
1: kill him, and beware the fire, and you died, and leave, 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 and why are you here? And you're dead.
0: And they're just, it's like a constant string of whispers with the occasional one popping up, being very loud and very sudden. And this is all happening extremely quickly. It's happening in a matter of just a couple seconds while Valen is still explaining about the inscriptions. And when you look into the mirror, you see that same shadowy figure that you had seen standing over snow in one of your dreams. Um, where it's just like the completely like black shadow being with like the bright eyes and the like inhuman uh, grin. And so you look into the mirror and you see that and then you hear a very sudden very commanding just like shout. Um, it almost sounds like it comes from behind you that just shouts Drop it! <gasps> When he s-
3: says that, I feel like they would like startle and drop the mirror. Okay. God, I really don't want to do that, but <laughs> that's what she would do. Can I actually, can I look, like, as before I drop it, can I look in it more and try and see? Because through the mirror, I saw the thing behind me, right?
0: When, when you looked in the mirror, you didn't see your reflection. You only saw the shadowy figure.
3: Before I drop it, can I try and look more
0: carefully at its features, if it has any? So, you look in the mirror, you see this person made of shadow, you try to examine more to see if you can figure find any features beyond the sheer darkness that this body seems to be made of, but you can't really make out anything as you're trying to focus in on it, and that's when you hear the very loud shout from behind you, and you jump and the mirror slips through your hands. And it falls crashing to the floor and it just shatters. The glass inside of it shatters completely. And it landed kind of on the edge, like you dropped it, and then it landed like top down. So the part of the metal towards the top of the mirror also got bent from the impact. So the the drop of it and then the loud clang and shatter of glass makes Valen jump and drop his journal and makes the other guards jump and kind of like go to their feet really quickly. Um... So then for a moment, there's just, like, still silence as people are trying to figure out what
4: just happened, and Valin realizes that you dropped the mirror. I'd say as soon as I heard that crash, I would look up and at least, like, make a move to go towards Bay.
0: Okay. Uh, Roll a constitution save for
4: me. Okay, that's a 16. You're still dizzy, but
0: you're able to get up and make your way over without falling or losing your balance they what happened?
3: I feel like Vey doesn't have an answer, so she just looks around like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, just, like, she doesn't say anything, it's just her face is, like, slight panic, and just, like,
4: no clue. No idea. I'd say that Snow also just starts to look around and also realizes that the guards and everything are staring at Vey.
3: Did, did I get to read the inscription around the mirror before it slipped out of my fingers?
0: Uh, No, I think that it happened too fast, and you were also focused on the shadow figure in the glass part of the mirror, so you didn't get a chance to.
3: Okay. Can I bend down and try and read what... I know that part of it is probably warped now, but can I try and get the gist of it?
0: Uh, Yeah. So because it is a little warped roll a intelligence to see if you can uh and an intelligence roll to see if you can figure out what all of it says otherwise you'll only be able to pick out like parts of it. And while you're bending down to pick up like the main uh part of the mirror Valen is trying to be like it's okay it's okay to <clears throat> to the guards while he kneels down to pick up the shards of glass. You you look it over and you're able to... You have to you have to squint a little bit and turn it over uh, to work with the warping to get the full runes, but you're able to make out that there are two phrases that are written on the mirror. There's one on the top and one on the bottom. And the one on the top says, truth is clear as water, and then the bottom one says, truth is dark as shadow.
3: They will just help Valen clean up all the... The pieces of glass and stuff, and just like starts apologizing. He's like, "I'm so sorry. I've I've literally no idea what happened. It was like a I can't I can't describe it. Just, just saying shit like that, like giving mean, no answers, but trying to. But she has no clue intuitively how to phrase what just happened.
0: Yeah, um, Valen is like, it's it's all it's all right. Um. I'll I'll get this cleaned up and um, it's it's fine. Like he's clearly he's clearly upset about it, but he's not trying to hold it against you because he's like, yeah, shit happens, kind of a thing.
3: I think I would still tell him what the um, the, sh- the inscription said around it, so that it isn't like he lost all the information because they could still like use it they could still display it and it still has information and shit. So I think they will still try and tell him what it says, but he's not, she's not going to tell him anything that just happened.
0: He gets the glass cleaned up and he gives you a little bit of a strained smile. And he says, "Um, thank you. That's, that's very helpful. Um, And he, there's, there's, he's very genuine about the fact that it's helpful that you uh, translated it, but he's also, he's struggling a little bit. Yeah. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah. So should we just put this all into the, the box? I'm sure that if anybody, if you know anyone that has like a mending spell or something, that could actually, some magic can work towards putting that all back together. It won't, it might not have the same effect that it did before, but it'll at least be whole. Or as close to whole as possible.
0: Um, yes, that's a, that's a good idea. Um, we we have some some people that are involved in the restoration process that have mending spells for that purpose. So I'll I'll get in contact with one of my colleagues to see if uh, they can come out to to fix this up. Um, but yes, good idea. Um, thank you.
3: I feel like answering with no problem or you're welcome isn't really <laughs> appropriate in this situation since I just broke the mirror like a. Th- Sort of like a weird... Anyways, let's just put it back and we could... I won't touch them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or at least wear gloves. Or hold it over the box.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Basic stuff. Val Valant nods and kind of tries to smile a little bit. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who? Yeah. I feel like Vae is also, like, she's
3: visibly struggling with the fact she's also a big history person, as literally everyone knows. So I feel like he's sort of, like, mad at her, and she's mad at herself, and they're both, like, in solidarity with their anger at her.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Aww. 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 Uh, Alright, so he he puts it back in the box, and then he doesn't try to get anything else out of the box, he just kind of puts the top on there to be like, I'm gonna deal with the rest of that later. Um, and so he he just kind of guides you to a new area to start going over things, but this time when he gets something, he just holds it up for you instead of <laughs> handing it to you to look at. Yeah, yeah she, she's completely understanding.
4: I'd say at this point, Snow is now kind of following them around because she is not able to make sense of anything without them anyways. And after what happened with Vay, she's like, okay, this is clearly something more is happening here.
0: So you all continue for a bit longer, maybe like 10 minutes longer, but there's there's an awkward air in the room and Valen is still obviously appreciative, but he's also a lot more cautious and more on edge. So he, he ends a bit early. He says, uh, alright, I think that that is a good amount to work with now, and should I have any other questions? I'll be sure to contact you to come out and see them again. Uh,
3: one final question. Um, when we were like, picking up the pieces of mirror, um, did did the, like, any of the shards still show that, um, like Vay not looking like Vay as she did before or did it change back and like ruin that effect?
0: Yeah, when you when you looked into the glass, it you just saw your own reflection. You didn't see the the shadow guy anymore. Cool. Then I think Vay
3: they... <sighs> I feel like Vay is just going to go on like a nice long walk through a park or something. <laughs> Like, she had two bad conversations with Jerome. She, and, like, two people left. She just did that. Shit's going down in her head. She's just like... like she's like, Snow, I'm gonna go for a walk. I need some time by myself.
4: Enjoy your walk. I'm gonna... She kind of looks at the ground and looks back at Bay and just says, I'm gonna go get a drink.
3: You go ahead and do that. I'll I'll meet you back there at some point probably in like an hour or two
4: snow nods and just turns and starts walking back into the town where she thinks she'll come across a tavern at some point
0: before you leave by the way they um Valen's probably like he can tell that you're in not a great mood right now very understandably he's not either and he doesn't <laughs> even know anything else that happened during the day um and so he uh he goes over after he finishes getting everything locked up again with the guards, and he says, um, "Vay, I'm I'm gonna let you go get some rest for tonight. But uh, if you have the time and energy tomorrow or later in the week, um, I'd love for you to stop by to go over uh, some more information that I have specifically about uh, the elven history. Because I'm sure that that is even more your forte than uh, this stuff, considering." uh where you come from if if you're all right with that
3: yeah i'm i'm all right with that uh i don't think there's much going on tomorrow um so yeah i guess tomorrow perhaps around like 10 a.m. ish is that fine for you or are you at the museum
0: i i work early in the museum would the evening be all right you can just meet me back at my house maybe like an hour after the museum closes uh yeah sure that that sounds great for me all right uh thank you and have a wonderful night he pays you a farewell and then heads out as well cool
3: yeah i feel Vay's just gonna go on a walk she might buy like probably some dinner somewhere just something a little bit more just like a little treat hopefully something elvish i don't know self-care She's just trying to make her day a bit better just a little bit
4: <laughs> some comfort food
0: Critically Chaotic is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast brought to you by the following people. The DM is Xan, who can be found as at zandir on all platforms. They is played by Alex, who simply cannot be found. Snow is played by Bean, a.k.a. Alexa, who can be found in a variety of ways, but mainly at Alexandra underscore Jaden on Twitter. Carius is played by Kian, who can be found as at Lost Fanboy on most platforms. Jerome is played by Lady, who writes, quote, and that's all you get, you dirty gremlins. Mogan is played by Queen, who chooses not to be located at this time or ever. Leaf is played by Sayla, also known as Strawberry online, who can be found as at underscore Strawberry Milk on Twitter. The theme song is Melody by Emery. If you would like to support Critically Chaotic, please consider leaving a five-star review and following us on whatever podcast listening platform you are currently using. You can find us at CritChaoticPod on Twitter with no underscores, where we post updates and retweet fan content. For any other platform you would like to see us on, please look in the description. We will see you next week for the continuing adventures of BoxAnima. Have a great week, everyone.
3: I don't know if uh, Bean said it out loud, but I got guidance for that. That's why it's high. Oh yeah, I forgot to unmute for that, sorry. (laughs) Okay, yeah, I got guidance, that's why
0: it's high. (laughs) I I assume anything you do, you get guidance. (laughs) And everyone on the podcast should also assume (laughs) that everyone gets guidance when they roll a die.